bit on a Tuesday action sports jacks overtime ESPN 690 rolling along celebrating baseball doing what we've been doing for the last three hours we keep it up for another hour leading you in to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game right here on ESPN 690 coming up right after us at 7 o'clock and folks we got a packed show today a ton of things to do on OT usually we just talk about random things that don't matter like cars and where Brian Middleton went to eat by the way doing traffic right now 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's News and Talk but nonetheless you get the idea we usually talk about random things today can't do that we got baseball to get to I think we have trivia to get to I think we have gambling picks for the MLB All-Star Game to get to a ton of things to do, and I'm not going to waste any more time telling you about all those things that we have to do, and I'm just going to, you know, start doing them. Uh, and we do it right here with one of the best to ever come out of Jacksonville when it comes to baseball. Earlier today, me and Brett Martino had a conversation with Desi Relaford that was supposed to be about seven minutes. It turned out being like 17 minutes because it was a very good and a very fun conversation. So we're going to play that for you right now on the top of the show from Action Sports Jacks Overtime. It's Brent Martineau. It's me, Casey Kurtz. And it's former Sandalwood High School star, 11-year veteran in Major League Baseball, Desi Relaford, right now on ESPN 690. Well, last time we did this celebration show, we had Desi Relaford call in right at the end. I didn't have a chance to keep him as long as I wanted to because we were running out of time. And, well, a couple of years later, we get to be joined by Desi Relaford once again and catch up uh, with one of the guys from Jacksonville that played in the big leagues as long, if not longer than anybody, had an 11-year career in the big leagues, drafted way back in 1991 out of Sandalwood <laughs> High School. Desi, give us a little bit of background uh, for not everybody that's that's from around here. Uh, you graduated from Sandalwood, but you are born in Valdosta. When did you get to Jacksonville? Oh, man. Uh, I, we moved to Jacksonville when I was eight. So okay. um, pretty young. I, I consider myself a, you know, a Florida boy. At this point yeah. in time, no doubt. Well, we yeah. do too. We we stay claim to you, man. And uh, you're coaching in the Appalachian League now, and you're coaching your son. And we're going to get to that, but uh, that's the update on Desi. Uh, if you go back to the '90s, those Sandalwood teams, man, they were they were really good, right? Late '80s, early '90s, uh, some of the best teams we've ever seen from the Jacksonville area. For sure, um, I was fortunate to to really um, to to be a part of of that program because they literally had a program. You know that started. You know, Sandalwood was a seventh, seventh through twelfth. You know, we had every grade, so it was really easy to start a program and have, keep an eye on your players that are coming into the system, and you know who you're going to have. Like the high school coach really had um, had a really good setup, and not only did he have a good setup, you know, Coach Matthews, uh, Charlie Matthews, he was ahead of his time. Just had us. Um, you know, he had us doing things that I don't think other teams were doing. You know, we were doing plyometrics, you know, back in back in those days. We had a, you know, we were having an early, like when school started, you know, we started conditioning, like literally like the second week of school. So it was, we were doing and, you know, studying Walt Reniac swing and, you know, we were doing a meditation, like visualization classes. Like we were doing a bunch of stuff that, you know, like a lot of people still don't do. Um, so it really prepared uh, myself and a lot of other players for, uh, to go on to higher levels of ball. So, you know, big up to Sandalwood, Charlie Matthews. That's pretty cool to hear that, too. That is before uh, his time, for sure. He was ahead of things. Desi Relaford with us. Uh, how good were you in high school? Like, baseball is interesting, right? Because you don't have to, it's hard to dominate baseball. 
Uh, if you're a pitcher, right. you can dominate if you're throwing faster than everybody else. But it's really hard to dominate from, like, your position, the middle infield spot. Uh, but were you, like, like, if we covered high school baseball like we do today, would we be, like, Desi Relaford all over social media, look at this play, look at this play, look at this double, look at this speed. Look, like, how good were you? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I like to think that I was a pretty good high school player. Um, but, you know, all we had was uh, – you know, with newspaper clippings, uh, you know, we didn't have Instagram or, or Facebook or any of that to, to let everyone know, you know, every little thing that we did. I see guys posting, you know, batting practice home runs um, <laughs> nowadays. Ball balls. Like, oh, yeah, like, well, okay. Like, anybody can hit a home run in BP. But um, I, I think I was a pretty good player. Um and I think uh, the mindset that I took when I went on the field, like, um, it's hard to, you know, to be a dominant player, but that's what you wanted to do. Like, for me, when I stepped on the field as a shortstop, I wanted for sure to be the best shortstop on the field. I want to make sure that I'm better than that other guy. And then that game, I want to be the best player on the field. So I wanted to try to show something uh, in my ability that could help the team win, whether it was make a great play on defense, get a hit, um, you know, still a base, uh, just something, something to, to to show that I was there. And you know, you're always playing um, like someone's watching. You know, whether it's a scout or a college team or whatever. So you know, I I took the field um, with the approach that um, that I was being watched, and I wanted to put on a show. Yeah, that's a cool mentality to have at such a young age, and it certainly served you well uh, going into your professional career. You know, I was watching Derek Jeter's uh, documentary yesterday, and I tweeted this out. He was like 6'3". Now, that's tall. You're 5'8", but he's 155 pounds. You were 155 pounds. Like, I'm not right. sure. Does that get drafted today? And, and that's on a knock, by the way. And I'm just saying everybody, all they care about is metrics and how big you are right. and exit velo. I mean, it, it's such a different game 30 years later. Uh, would you get overlooked, a guy like you, or even a guy like Jeter, perhaps? Right. And, you know, they look inside. And one of the things that I think still stands true in baseball is if you can play, you can play. Yeah. Um, and I might not get the look right away. Like, I might not have gone fourth round, but maybe I slip in the 20th round. But the, but the, but the tools still come out to play. You know, they still, you know, I come in and I show that I can get it done. Uh, maybe I don't get the, you know, the fourth round money. Maybe I get a bus ticket. You know what I'm saying? And, and, but I have to, I just got to, you know, I have to prove myself uh, um, just a little more. But, yeah, the, I mean, there, I saw, I mean, but the the fourth round pick, uh, the third or fourth overall pick this year, Termar, Termar Johnson, like he's 5'8", second baseman. I guess they say he's got the best pure swing in the, and you know, best pure hitter in the in the draft or whatever, high school kid. You know, he's five eight, hundred and seventy pounds or whatever. Like, not a big guy. And yeah. for me, I'm I'm seeing um, a lot of like what they're calling first rounders. In my opinion, or in the days when I was when I was uh, you know looking at draft times when I was being drafted, like first rounders, like like they stood out. Like for me to draft a guy. And with my number one pick, he needs to be able to do everything. Or if, if not everything, close to everything and be really good at it. Um, I, I was watching the draft yesterday and looking at projections and 
some of the guys that they were drafting in the first round, like high school kids that they project to only be like a little bit better than they already are now. And, oh, well, he doesn't really wow you, but he can play. I'm like, what do you mean he doesn't wow you? Now, my <laughs> first round pick is going to wow me. Like Absolutely. with something. And it's not one thing, two or three things. So, yeah, no, you know, yeah with metrics, um, I don't know. It, I think it, it takes away – um, a little bit of athleticism of the game, and then also just the nuances of knowing how to play, how to position yourself, um, reading swings um, to put yourself in better positions instead of you know listening to someone tell you or look at a card on where to play, how to be, how to think. Um, I just think that um, it's a little bit more robotic. Yeah, playability still matters uh, is is what I'm getting at from hearing what you said, right. and, and you're around it now and. It, How's coaching? Now you're in the Appalachian League. You're coaching in Danville, Virginia. I think you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, this you were doing. I think I want to say after your career and over the last decade or so, you've been doing some lessons and and helping kids out. And your son's a good player, uh, going to Florida Southern uh, out of Santa Fe, um, and he's playing for you in that uh, Appalachian League, which is, sounds like it's turned into a little bit of a collegiate league. Uh, give us an update on why, what you're doing, and, and why you got into the coaching part of it. Uh, well, you know, I've managed since I've done. I've I've had different managing gigs. I've managed in you know Asia Winter Baseball League. I've coached with the with the Reds, uh, Cincinnati Reds minor league system, um, and you know now Appalachian League. So I you know I I do stay involved um, with baseball how I want to be involved, and uh, you know I love the game. And then to have the opportunity to come and coach my son and work with my son. Um, at a at a really crucial point in his career, um, it just made sense for me. Um, like I said, I love the game. Obviously, I love my son. I want to see him do uh, do whatever he can. I want to be able to help him in uh, whichever whichever way I can. So uh, it wasn't a hard decision to come here. And then just being back in the clubhouse uh, and managing, you always miss that um, as a player, not necessarily being on the field, but um, just the whole, you know, that kind of baseball lifestyle. Like, you know, like me this morning, I didn't wake up till like ten o'clock. You know, I'm like I'm back on, I'm back on this baseball schedule. You know, going to bed super late, waking up late, um, and it's cool um, to to share this experience with my with my son and and the other kids who are you know who are trying to trying to find their way to the professional rankings. Desi, this is Casey. Thank you for joining us. Uh, by the way, that's the schedule I'm on, although I'm, I'm not an athlete. I just stay up really late playing FIFA. So glad to know we're on the same schedule. But you've played for a ton of teams, Major League Baseball and all over, but we've mentioned it just now. You're in Danville, but the team name is the Otterbots? Yes, sir. The Danville Otterbots. Is that not the cool? Like, is that the coolest team name you've ever been involved with? It feels without like it doubt. should be. Yeah, it is. It is without a doubt, and it's a cool little logo. You know how otters are supposed to be, like they're like cute and sweet looking little animals. But this dude's kind of, you know, what I'm saying, he's, you know, he's kind of like he's a, I don't know, he's like a like half machine, half yeah. otter body looking mean. Yeah, he's kind of yeah, like we got cool, you know, cool logo. Um, I really dig the team name. People like it. I'm, like it. I'm looking at it right now. This dude is tough. He is a little half machine. Like, I need this on a T-shirt, for real. I hope you guys have those. <laughs> we do, dude. We got hats, T-shirts. You know, it's, yeah, the, the merchandise actually does pretty good. I'm going to scoop uh, some, uh, for sure. Yeah. 
I bet it does. Desi Relliford with us uh, up there in Danville now. Hey, do you, as in your coaching or now, like, do you have to get kicked out of a game? Like, you got to get a career rejection in there. Do you have some already? Um, you know, I'm, I'm really laid back, right? And um, one of the things in this league, because these umpires are, they're new. Um, these are guys that are fresh out of, out of umpiring school. And um, we know this. And um, we're not allowed, they told us to kind of to lay off them. Like, hey, you know, these guys are, you know, they're new. You know, they're they're working on their craft, just like the kids, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we have access to track, man, like during the game. So we can see every pitch. Like, wow. we can see the zone. We see how bad they are. It's, a, it's so hard. It is so hard to sit up there and not really say anything, knowing that a guy's calling strikes four balls off the dish, three balls off the dish. And it's just, it's horrible. Like, and you know, I'm a, I'm a baseball player, and chirping at the umpires is like, that's like a sacred part of the, that's a part of the game that I cherish. Like, I love talking trash to umpires. Like, that's just what you do. And then to not be able to do it when the guy is horrible, like, it's the worst. So, no, I haven't been thrown out. And I think I probably will at least watch it. Hey, make it memorable, man. Not like crazy memorable, but just get your money's worth if you're going to do it. Oh, I mean, well, you definitely got to get your money's worth. Like, that's <laughs> just, that's, 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 you know, getting tossed 101. Get your money's worth. Desi Relliford with us here, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. As we continue to celebrate baseball, all the Sandalwood folks are probably loving hearing from Desi. Thanks for taking a couple minutes with us. I'll, I'll wrap up in, in just a moment or two. But I think about your son. Um, my kid's actually playing with Brett Meyer's son. We see all these guys like Holiday and, and everybody else going in the draft. How hard is it right. for your kid? Uh, as a, Your dad's a big leaguer. You're playing ball. There's this expectation. There's probably a target on his way up. Like, how aware were you of that, and how hard is that to navigate as dad? And and in your mind, you're like, listen, you don't have to be like me, right? You, you don't have to get to the big leagues probably. But there's a lot of people that, that just comes with expectation, added weight, that a lot of other kids don't have to deal with, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm sure that there's, uh, you know, I'm sure there could be some kind of bad pressure, but pressure is – uh, pressure comes from within. Like, there's no... Uh, it's easier said than done, but, you know, we are the people who put pressure on ourselves. You know, like, whether... You know, if I'm taking ground balls um, and no one's watching, it's the same as if 30,000 people are watching. I'm still just catching a ground ball. Me putting the pressure of 30,000 people on me is me putting the pressure of 30,000 people. Not, you know, it's not them. So... Um, him having to navigate that, uh, it, like a, it probably is a little bit more, more tough for him. But at the end of the day, regardless of what your last name is, um, yeah, the game's hard, and you got to go out there and you got to work your butt off more than the next guy. Um, that 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 will never change. So, um, you know, I think he's done a good job of uh, of being his own person. You know, I didn't name him after me, uh, partly because of that too. Um, so, you know, just allowing him to be his own purpose, the person, and then and navigate it. But um, to answer your question, I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure there's a little bit of added pressure. Um, yeah. Whether it's fair or not, you know, it's what it is. It is just, it is what it is.
Yeah, probably normalized by now for him to uh, being around it for so yeah. long. But uh, for so long, wish, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, I'm I'm sure he's a really good player. Obviously, with where he's playing in college and and having some fun, uh, this would be a special time for you guys, no doubt about it. Uh, let me leave you with this, Desi. Uh, you you seriously are one of the names at, at front and center out of all the. There's so many big names coming out of Jacksonville. Whether you played in the bigs or impacted the game or or played at a big college school or made it to pro ball. Uh, but, man, 11 years in the bigs, how much pride do you take in, in being part of that legacy here uh, in, in the River City? Um, the, the, the further removed I am from a, being a player, um, I think the more I kind of realize um, and kind of take pride in, in what I did. Um, you know, there's only there have only been like 20,000 big leaguers ever. So, just to take that into into account, it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it's not a, it's not a it's not a large large number of people. You know, by any stretch. So to be a part of that fraternity, um, it's it's pretty cool. And um, especially being from Jacksonville, like Jacksonville has, a, I mean, we have a history of of, of big leaguers. You know, a lot of uh, and if not big leaguers, a lot of professional players that come out of our town. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely proud to be proud to be one of the boys from Duval. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, uh, we appreciate it, Tom. I, t- I told you about seven minutes. We ended up about 17. So thanks for uh, hanging with us a little extra, talking some baseball and, and uh, celebrating Jacksonville baseball. Good luck coaching your son, and have a good rest of the summer, man. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, you too, Casey, man. You guys take care. Thanks, All man. Right. Appreciate you. That was Desi Relaford, former Sandalwood Saint, former 11-year big league pro, wrapping up, almost wrapping up, we got more to do, on a celebration of baseball with one of the best right at the end, Desi Relaford. Brian Middleton, what up with you, babe? Did you play the traffic report? No. I did not play the traffic report, and I'll tell you why. Um... I, I knew I had to get into the interview because I knew the length of it. Absolutely. So I was like, the last thing I need is to waste 25 more seconds with Brian it's telling, a waste. You, telling you that it's clear, you know? Telling you that, hey, never mind, I won't say that part. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I texted you like, I, I and I, I told, well, I didn't tell the people. Maybe I did. I don't know. I texted you. I was like, hey, don't rush. Like, mm-hmm. I got this thing we got to go to. Yeah. And you, and you didn't reply. But I was about to, well, I can't say that either. But I was going to reply. Well, it's, well, you didn't. And, and, but anyway, look, the point of the story is the people got to hear from Desi. That's what's important. There you go. And now they've got about 40 minutes to hear from us before the MLB All-Star Game coming up tonight. Uh, the American League and the National League, obviously. Clayton Kershaw against Shane McClanahan. That's Brian. A, that's a dream matchup. Brian Milton's guy. Town. McClanahan. He yeah. said, is he in? I said, yeah. Yeah. You said, oh, good. He should have been, you know? There it is. So you told me, you said, hey, let's talk about the home run derby. I said, why? You said, because I need to gloat. Yeah. yeah, and then you and then you followed up with, oh yeah, I picked Schwarber. So what do you have to gloat well, about? Well, who the number one seed goes down in the first round, and you got something to gloat about? Well, that's what we call a tease because there was one more thing I wanted to talk about here, and I know we got like a minute left, but uh, no, we got we got we got a couple minutes. The twenty the 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 quote by Desi where he was talking about there's only been twenty thousand big leagues a uh, big leaguers in the history of the sport. Now, I know that baseball pro, uh, proceeds, uh, like, the NFL and the NBA, just mm-hmm. in, I think, in the actual invention of, and then it forming into a league, right? Because, uh, you know, I think it was around, hence America's pastime, and it was the big sport for a long time. But to think about that, you think about 20,000, you're like, oh, that's a lot. 
But then you go back 150 yeah. years, you're like, oh, that's not. There's not that many, yeah. That, that's not a lot. I heard Kyrie, uh, you know, when he was, you know, talking and, and wasn't talking about how flat the earth was, he was like, <laughs> yeah. there was only been, at that point in time in the documentary, 4,000 NBA players at that point in time. And it was yeah. like 2017, 2018, I think, the documentary. And I was like, this is insane. You start thinking about how hard it is to get to these professional sports. And I know we know that, and I know most of the listeners know that as well, even casual fans of baseball or football or whatever sport. But you're just like, you got to take that in for a second. They are the 1% of the 1% in oh, order yeah. to get to that league. And then you start talking about individuals like McClanahan mm -hmm. or Kershaw or any of these guys in the All-Star game yeah. to be an All-Star at least one time. I mean, what is that percentage? Very low. So all these guys that are going to be playing tonight, heck, all these guys who are in the in the home run derby, even Pujols, even though I wouldn't need like a, an exemption or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, appreciate it. We, we get on here and we give our takes, and rightfully so, and it's coming from a good place. It's our thoughts and some of it's entertainment. But, man, I got to tell you, Casey, sit down when we're watching the game or when you're watching the game or whoever's listening, when you're watching the game with your boys or your family or your kids or, or by yourself and really appreciate what you're watching. It may not be the most competitive the whole time, but they're going to be showing you skills that is, it's rare. It's rare. Yeah. And uh, and it's it should be appreciated. Yeah, I'll take it a, a step farther, what you're saying. You get to the major leagues, you're absolutely the 1% of the 1%. Right. But I think people, we had a lot of guys on today that are in minor league baseball or, you know, topped out at minor league baseball. That's one heck of an achievement, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That they will, it, given the opportunity, school the heck out of anybody that thinks they're any good, myself included. Absolutely. And we had a guy on at the very end uh, at five, Patrick Leonard. Uh, he was a raised prospect for a while. He could really match the baseball. And he told us kind of how his career ended with COVID and everything. He was still playing. He was on the cusp um, in AAA. Okay. And it's like, that's a guy that he never made it. So he's not he's not in that top 1%, like you were just saying. But, man, he, he should have been. You know what I mean? He yeah. was good enough to get there. Yeah. So it's crazy that, like, you get to minor league baseball, you are one of the, the few of the few of the few. Mm -hmm. And you are so incredibly talented. To, to your point, when Shane McClanahan's up there throwing that disgusting <laughs> slider tonight, probably uh, only for about an inning or two. But, man, when you see some of the best players in the world looking mad stupid trying to hit it, mm -hmm. forget about it. Forget about it. You want to gloat about the home run derby real quick? Hey, I picked, I picked Soto and Julio. I remember that. that in was, the first in, round. They were in my semifinal picks, okay? Yeah. Who knew Pujols was going to recapture it, what, 2010 or I tell you what, or something like that? He was mashing. He was mashing, I tell you what. So, yeah. Uh, I, I said this earlier about the home run derby. I just want to repeat it. I watched The Bachelorette. <laughs> hey, man, respect. Stand on your square, Casey Kurtz. Let's get a hand clap, Casey Kurtz. Yes, and, sir. And I texted Brent. I said, because I think Steph watches, Brent's, you know, Brent's wife. Okay. And I said, hey, is, is Steph watching? I want to know why this dude got sent home, like what her thoughts were. And he said, don't ever text me again. <laughs> so, Brent Martineau? Yeah. But here's, here, yeah, Brent Martineau. So here's the thing. The Home Run Derby is a horrible watch on TV. Okay. The camera is never focused on the ball. Ever. Ever. You never actually know if the ball leaves the park unless it's crushed. Mm -hmm. The announcers feel like they're watching a funeral okay. and commentating. Mm -hmm. There is no energy. And it just, the, the rules are dumb. Like, I I think the Home Run Derby is a in-person event or not a TV. Like, it's not okay. good on TV. 
Okay. I didn't know Soto hit the last three home runs because the camera's showing a pop-up from four pitches before. Hey, man, you got to blame the director, the technical director, and the producer. One thing I think they should do to the home run derby, even though I saw the numbers, and I was like, how many home runs were they hitting? They should allow them to use corked bats. In my opinion. <laughs> or metal bats. That'd be cool. Yeah. Some of them kids be getting whacked, though, in the outfield. Yeah, there we go. Hey, listen, man. Don't be there. This is what the major leagues is about, kids. Amen. Huh? Life is hard. Hey, life is hard. That So that's the home run derby. We move on to the MLB All-Star game coming up tonight. We continue to celebrate baseball, though, in the area. We do that on the other side. And then I think we got some trivia. We got trivia, Brian Milton. We got something. I'm excited to find out. We'll get to that eventually. <laughs> but we roll on Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 6-9. We'll be right back. Rolling along on a Tuesday, Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Middleton, the broadcast on on the ones and twos. He's uh, done for the day on 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's News and Talk. How was the traffic today, Middleton? Bad, man. It's crazy. People yeah, were crashing. It was not good. Yeah. You know, semis yeah. playing bumper cars. Really? All lanes blocked, multiple places. Wow. Busy day for you then, huh? Yeah. And then come over here, talk some sports. Decompress. Gloat about the home run derby, which you had no there business to There we go. Pick about. a semifinalist, man, with my eyes closed, huh? Hey, check this out. I just found a Celsius. What you going to do? You, you believe that? What you going to do? Found a Celsius. There you go. You like that? Hey, listen, man. Get that sponsorship deal. Let them know that you about your action on here. Peach vibe. I like the peach vibe. Mm, okay. You got any other flavors, though? Yeah, I like the orange. We've got the... It's right next to you. The uh, cherry? Something like that. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, Celsius. Drinking one right now as we do the show. Anyway, we've been celebrating baseball all day on ESPN 690, local baseball. We've been all over... And one of the teams from the area most successful this season, the boys over there at FSCJ. Right now, lucky to be joined by the ace of FSCJ, the reason that they had a lot of success. They call him Gavi. Gavi, what's up with you, man? We appreciate you joining us on a Tuesday on ESPN 690. Nah, I'm lucky to be here. You know, thank you guys for reaching out. Hey, the pleasure's all ours, man. Let's, um, let's talk about this. You guys had an incredible season. You went to the World Series. What was working for you guys this year? Honestly, I, I got to say just our team chemistry. I mean, we're not the flashiest group of kids. You, you, you honestly look at us, we don't have anybody that's, like, really big. Biggest person on our team is probably, like, 6'2". I don't know. Uh, you look at us, and we all just kind of combine together, and we win as a whole team. We all work together as a team. We all work together as a family, and we just win ball games. Absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about FSCJ, right? Uh, we, we have a mutual friend and one of your teammates in Manny Reyes. Uh, I know he's leaving and going to a different school. How does that work with you guys? Is it a – do most of you guys transfer out eventually after your first two years, or what's what's kind of your plan going forward with FSCJ? Yeah, so you go there, you develop uh, for two years or three, depending on if you get injured and stuff like that. Um, you go there, develop, play games, you work hard. You work for yourself, work for a team, and our coaches help us get to the next level. We have multiple guys moving on. I believe 15 sophomores are moving on, including myself. Um, and, you know, it's just all about connections, and our coaches, you know, we have a great bond with them. They 
they trust in us, they believe in us, and they push us to keep going forward. Absolutely. Daniel Gaviria with us right now on ESPN 690. They call him Gavi. That's a good nickname. How'd you get that? Um, Just for my last name, I'm Gaviria, so they just kind of shortened that. And we also had a, another Daniel on the team, so it was a lot easier to like distinguish which one they were talking to by calling me Gavi. I like it. I, I, you should stick with it. Uh, are you Are you originally from Jacksonville? Me, no. I'm from Orlando, Florida. Orlando. Okay, All right. Hey, there we go. Oh, you know about Orlando, Brian Middleton? There we go. Okay, so Orlando to Jacksonville, which city do you like better? Uh, that's a hard one. Honestly, I think I, I got to say Orlando, man. I like theme parks. I'm about 20 minutes from Universal, 20 minutes from like Disney, 20 from SeaWorld. So I'm a big roller coaster person. Yes, sir. Brian Milton, you like them roller coasters? Uh, I think the last roller coaster I've been on was the Hulk. So I don't even know if that's still there. I mean, they're fine. Oh, you know, it's still so, there. Oh, it's still there? Okay. Hey, Young yeah. Gobby, Young Gobby, let me ask you a question real quick, okay, man? I can call you Young Gobby, right? I just added the young on yes, there. Yes, sir. All right, I appreciate that, yes, man. Sir, that's perfect. So let me ask you this. As a top-notch athlete, I'm sure you're appreciative of the way that NIL is happening. Now, I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't know what you can and can't say. But let's say that you had a genie uh, like Aladdin. You could rub the lamp and the genie that looked like Will Smith would come out or Dwayne or Rock Johnson, I think he's replacing him right now because uh, of things we won't talk about. But he would grant you one NIL deal wish. What would be the perfect NIL deal for you? I mean, like product. What would be something that you'd be like, yeah, I can get down with this right here? Would it be like Nike? Would it be like a, I don't know, like a golfing brand? Would it be like what? Speaking into existence. existence. What would you choose? My number one, if I... And like if it was grand to me right now, I have Dwayne the Rock Johnson in front of me. He gives me that one wish. I gotta say I gotta go with Nike. I'm a huge Nike person. I like it. There we Straight go. to the top. Yeah. You hear me? Phil Knight, get get the contracts ready. I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> uh Gavi, tell me this, man. Listen, I went to UNF. It's been a couple years removed, right? Uh, Brian Middleton, by the way, the one that just asked you a question, very old. He's not up with the young people with the scene at all. Neither am I. He's he's that old. He has a cane. Let me ask you this: Where are like where's the spot to be right now for like the college kids in Jacksonville? Where do y'all hang out at? Did you break it? No, we lost him. He's online. He didn't hang up. We didn't lose him. I think he might be on mute. How is that possible? I'm looking at the line right now. It says on there. Maybe it just dropped. Oh, okay. Or maybe he doesn't want to share his secrets. Yeah, maybe. Oh, 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 you know what, Casey? Hold on, Casey. Hold on. What? <laughs> he, he knows the good spots to tell. He doesn't want to share his secrets. Try try to call him back. Okay. You work hard. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait. Gabby, I think we got you back. I hear him. I hear him. Daniel. <laughs> call him his government name? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, try to call him back. Okay. Try, try to call him back. Try to call him back. Anyway, we were talking baseball and FSCJ. Really good season from them. Probably a little bit underappreciated. We got UNF. We got JU. Really good baseball town, though. And FSCJ had a really good season at that. We're going to continue that conversation with Gavi in just a second. We've also got trivia coming up. Hopefully, if we have time to get to it, Brian Middleton has prepared a trivia segment of the show, which does not bode well for me because I am not a smart man. Brian Middleton. Daniel back. We got Gavi back? Yeah. 
Gabby. Yeah, I'm bad. I don't know what happened. All good. You were telling us the, the spots in Jacksonville, and right as you started to talk, you cut out. I don't think you want to share your secrets with us. And you don't want okay. us old people being there. And that's okay. <laughs> no, man. Honestly, we went, I think it was a couple of Tuesdays we went because Topgolf was half off. Okay. So we went to Topgolf as a team. I like that. I like that. Top golf is a good spot. Um, all right, talk to me about this. You said – I asked you earlier when we were actually talking about baseball. You said guys transfer out. You know, it's a developmental thing. What's the next step for you? I think you said you were on your way out, but just kind of clarify what the next step is for you in your career. For me right now, as it's looking, uh, I will be attending Bethune-Cookman University. Okay. Well done. That's a um, – like yeah, that's pretty serious. Uh, what – what made you decide to go with them? What was it, the recruiting? Was it the facilities? Was it the coaches? What made you uh, kind of lean that route after you're done at FSCJ? Uh, the coaches, really. Um, the pitching coach there, I've known him for a while, kind of like talking to him a little bit because uh, he was previously at Daytona State, and then he was also our pitching coach last year, and then uh, he texted me over the summer asking me to uh, – that he wanted me on his team to like pitch it. for him this, this next coming year. So. Heck, yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations to you. Uh, that is an extreme accomplishment. Tell me this, Gavi, before we let you go. You're a pitcher. You throw from the left side, right? Yes, sir. What's the put-away pitch? Change-up. Change-up? I didn't expect that. Really? Yeah, change-up. Wow. You throw you throw slider or anything or just straight change? I, I appreciate that. No, I'm a fast change curveball guy. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, Gabby, we appreciate your time, man. Keep on the success. Yeah, um, we can't wait to see how you do from here. Bethune Cookman's getting a good one. Appreciate your time, man, and go enjoy the rest of your summer, all right? Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Not a problem, man. Daniel Gaviria right there. Young they call Gabby. him Gabby. They call young Gabby. Young we appreciate it, John. Yeah, man. There we Come go. Come back anytime. Anytime. Yeah, we can fit you in. We, we can fit you in at any time. Yeah, that's true. We don't have a lot going on. No, absolutely. Really not. Yeah. And anyway. Oh, we got trivia going on, right? We got trivia going on. I, I hope so because we are running out of time very quickly in this show. But we got trivia on the other side. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. We'll be right back. I forgot my Celsius in the other room. Essential energy. Me and Brian Milton were scrambling in the break. Two things we didn't get done. But guess what? We got them done. Right at the buzzer. Look at us, Brian Milton. We're special, man. We're good workers. I'm taking time that we don't have is what I'm doing right now. Because we got trivia. I have no idea what's going to happen, right? So Brian's like, we got this trivia segment. I'm going to put you up against somebody, and we're going to see who's the real idiot. I was like, that was, you know, kind of rude, but... Anyway, that's what we do. We got to remind trivia. me to uh, let you testify for me. So what it is is yeah, we have a new segment. Instead of big headlines, we've been playing around with some things to fill it in with. And what I want to start doing on Tuesdays is 
Are you smarter than Casey Lamont Kurtz? And we have various games that we'll do depending on the week. This week is trivia. Next week it may be something different. It will be something different. But this week, like I said, is trivia. And so do you want to announce who your opponent is this week, Casey Kurtz? I will. I will announce my opponent. Um, Poor planning on my part. You said you got anybody that want to go against you in trivia. I said I got a guy. Uh, Unfortunately, the smartest person I know. And Kevin Jenkins Jr., the third lines. Kevin, uh, you ready for some trivia? I am. I'm not thinking I'm going to win. I'm just trying not to disappoint the family at this point. I I think you'll do better than me. And I have no idea what Brian's got planned for us, but all I know is we only got about five minutes to do it. So, Brian Middleton, what do we have? Uh, And also, listen. You, who, the first person to answer after I ask the question wins it, okay? I'll be the judge and jury on who answered first, okay? So we just yell. Yeah. Okay. All right. You got first that, up. Junior? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. okay, first up, who's the only player in New York Yankee history to wear the number four jersey? Uh, Garrick. That's right. There's no sound effect? Oh, oh yeah. Thank you. Where uh, were you, Junior? I say, come on, Junior. Did you not hear me? I need to turn my phone. No, I really heard you. I'm, I didn't know the answer. All right, Casey, one. Dummy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Zero. All right, next up. Who is the Tiger King whose life and dramas at his private zoo were documented in the Netflix series of the same name? What's his name? Uh, Junior? Why can't I not think of his name? Yeah, I know. I got the same problem. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, this is a horrible situation. Oh, I know. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Here we go. Casey Kurtz up to. I'm smoking this kid. I got faith in you, Junior. I'm smoking this kid. I don't know where we call you, Junior, unless you know you're a junior. But, hey, I got faith in you. All right, next up. Who's the only player to steal home in an all-star game? Who's the only player to steal home in an all-star game? Junior? I'm just going to take a guess. Let's go Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton? That's actually a good guess. Uh, Bo Jackson. Was it Jackie Robinson? No, it was Pie Trainer in the 1934 All-Star Game. Do I look like I was there? <laughs> that, that, that was an All-Star Game in 34? No, no excuses, okay? Uh. Yeah, it was a double steal with uh, Mel Ott, whoever these two guys are. Okay. I think they're both Hall of Famers. Next up. Anyway. Come and, on, Junior, you got to be better. And Drake and Josh. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Megan plays what instrument? Wow, that's a good uh, one. Yeah. Uh, it's not. What is Come it? on, Junior. I feel you. Yeah, junior should know. Junior should really know. It's a. Uh, I don't want to say the. I believe it's a flute. That's what oh, I was. So Piccolo. Oh, you guys are so close. It was an oboe. Uh, it was an oboe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Junior, we suck, bro. We watched hours of Drake and Josh. 2-0. Oh. I mean, it's yeah. 2 to nothing still. Casey I'm still Kurtz. smoking him. I don't worry. <laughs> what do we got? Okay, of the sluggers with more than 600 career home runs, who's the only one to never win an MVP award? That's a great question. Uh, Well, it's not A-Rod. Junior? It's Bonds. I'm thinking about this. Bonds had to have won. Yeah. Five, four. You Hank Aaron. Name, Junior. Low hanging fruit. Junior. Uh, let's go, Willie. Willie made. That's what I would have said. It was Jim Tomey. 
Bro, I forgot Jim he told me he had 600. He place in 2003. That was the highest he ever, or the closest he ever came to an MVP. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Who did Forbes name the youngest self-made billionaire ever in 2019? Oh, oh. Elon Musk. It's Kylie Jenner. There you go. Oh, boy. I, I, I'm with you, uh, Kevin. I'm what? with you. I hear a billionaire. What? I think richest man on earth. So I'm with you. Where, where are the middle school teachers seeing me smoke this okay. man? They, they always said so, I was. he was better than me. <laughs> they was wrong. Final one because we're coming up on the end of the show. Yeah. And this is a tiebreaker. This is worth four, four points. So, what? Junior, you can still win this right here. Okay? Uh-huh. Here we go. All right, all right. What is the weight of a blue whale heart? What is the weight of a blue whale heart? And it's a round number. Huh? What's blue the weight of a whale heart? Yep. I think it's a trick question. Nope, it's not. Some things are big, though. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's go 200 pounds. Oh, I heard you say, I think I heard you start off right, but it isn't that. Casey Curse, you want to just land base? Your friend like this, you got the answer? No, I don't got the answer. 75? I don't know. I win. 400 pounds. Really? All right. Well, you know what, Casey Curse, you've defended your crown that you are smarter than your opponent right now. And, you know, hey, listen, Junior, you'll have another shot at this, I'm sure, in the rotation of people who get to go against Casey. And let me just tell you guys, I hope next week you get some better competition. I really do. Oh, come on. Yeah, because that. that was pretty simple, Junior. Um, it was bad. Drake and Josh went. You messed the Drake. Yeah, you screwed it. up on the Drake and Josh. You were close, though. I get it. Yeah. Uh, hey, Junior, unprepared. You got any gambling picks while you're here? Yeah, why not? Let's throw out a MLB All-Star game. You uh, hits, runs, and errors over under 24 and a half. Uh, the last two have been under, so let's go under. 24 and a half hits, runs, and errors. Well, when you got McClanahan on the bump, I think I'm going to have to go with you. Under 24 and a half seems low, though. You know what I mean? It I, does. It does. Uh, there were The last two were under. And I mean, you get you get the Tampa Bay man himself, so I'm hitting under. Pitching is so good. Brian Milton, over or under? What are you taking? I'm taking over. Okay. So it's Junior against Middleton. <laughs> One's got the other. You should go with Junior. I'm just going to let y'all yeah, know. Yeah, I'm probably going to ride with you under as well. <laughs> junior, appreciate you, man, on a Tuesday. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, sir. That'll do it. Thank you to everyone that joined us all day for celebrating baseball. A ton of great guests. We appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. Me and Brian are back. Have a good night, everybody. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. <laughs> Is it too much to ask?